Standing Ground is a production of Leahy Media. First time as president, Joe Biden gave the graduation speech to the U.S. Air Force Academy's class of 2023. And just after all the graduates had received their diplomas, President Biden appeared to trip and fall as he's heading back to his seat on stage. He appeared to land, as you can see that video there, on his right hip. CNN's Priscilla Alvarez joins me now live. Priscilla, uh, following that fall, he seems to have gotten up. Uh, went back to his seat, seems to be doing okay. Do we know what happened and we didn't, do we know uh, his, his state now? That's right, Jim, and he seems to be in fine spirits after returning to his seat. He was helped up by a group of men, including an Air Force official and two Secret Service agents. But all of that after what was a long five-hour ceremony where he had, sh he had shaken hands with uh, the cadets as they were graduating, over 900 of them. So that came towards the end of the ceremony. But really, the focus of the ceremony and his commencement address uh, was focused on the world and the globe and how it's changing. You heard quite prominently in that report, the, the reporter there, she was obviously attempting to sugarcoat, you know, he had been there for so long and it was a long day and that kind of thing. And you're, you're going to hear other reports that there was a sandbag on the stage and it was the sandbag. It really wasn't him, that kind of thing. And there's really no way around this because this is becoming, yeah, pretty much now a regular occurrence. And the, as the liberals love to use the word, and I'll use it today, I, I, I don't like it, but I will use it. It's really bad optics. It's gotten to the point where people are going, okay, this guy clearly is, um, um, he's, he's, he's elderly. He's not with it. He's very weak. He's fragile. He's, he's just, it, it, it's really hard to watch and to think that people don't look at it and go, okay, you know, Houston, we have a problem. Okay. I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiverr Radio. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com. Let's get going. Uh, well, the first thing to say is that he, he is fine. Uh, his uh, press uh, direct, director of communications, Ben LeBolt, has just tweeted uh, a response to a video that has been posted online, the one you just saw, uh, which says he's fine. There was a sandbag on stage while he was shaking <laughs> hands. Um, that the only official comment we've had uh, from the White House. Uh, he does appear to get up straight away. He then goes to his seat where he is seen talking um, with uh, other members of the... Um, uh, the gathered crowd uh, there. This was at the Falcon Stadium in Colorado Springs. He was there at the 2023 U.S. Air Force Academy graduation ceremony. And this was towards the end of that um, event. All right, come on now. That's just I mean, Knock it off, whoever's doing that. Okay, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Standing Ground. I'm Jeremy Leahy. As we sit here and navigate through Fallgate, Tripgate, whatever you want to call it, uh, the Biden Healthgate, what's next? And some people think or might accuse me of being, 
hyperbolic or making too much of a big deal out of it. And when it's just an elderly man who fell, well, this elderly man is the most powerful man in the free world. He is the president of the United States. There is a big difference. Now, I want to reiterate what I've said many times on this program, and that is, to a certain degree, I feel bad for Joe Biden. Now, now I'm going to do my Joe Biden when I say that. I ain't kidding. I'm sorry, no joke. <laughs> Coming from me, that sounds weird. I'm not kidding. No joke. No joke. Actually, I, 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 <laughs> my word is a lady. My word is, my word is, my word is a mojo host. I feel bad for him. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. You know when he does that? <laughs> sorry, mean to digress for a moment. Any, any time now, I actually am being serious because I do feel bad for him. But the is when he does this thing where he, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. That means he's full of shit. But anyway, notwithstanding. I feel bad for Joe Biden as a human being because I think that Joe Biden is being abused. I believe it's elder abuse. I believe he's being propped up by the staff. I mean, look, when we ever, when we ever see him, um, I believe they t they're taking real chances with him, sending him to the Air Force Academy for a long ceremony like that. Uh, you know, someone of his age or his his being as fragile as he is. There's many people his age that are extremely robust and very very healthy, and you really don't have to worry. But someone like him who has a history, we can now see his pedigree of tripping and falling and bumbling over his words. That's just a whole nother thing, the bumbling over the words. And now it is a, a, a it's a physical thing. All right, let's continue with the report. Now, now why is this newsworthy? Um, uh, because uh, it is simply an accident. Well, because uh, already uh, online, um, the Republican Party is making something of this. There is a... a uh, a view, widespread view um, uh, among many uh, in the Republican Party, but among voters as well, that the president is is simply too old to run again for office, um, that uh, some say he is losing control of his faculties, uh, and this will be used as evidence uh, of that. Um, the, it's true also, though, to say uh, that he, as president, gets regular medicals. There is no evidence at all to suggest that he is medically uh, either physically or mentally unfit, uh, and that this, uh, like other falls that he has had and that anyone can have, uh, is simply uh, that, uh, an accidental fall, in this case tripping over a sandbag. But make no mistake, this, uh, as with other instances where he either appears to lose his train of thought. Remember, he is a man who has suffered all his life uh, from uh, having a stutter, uh, and he has, has overcome that. That is the excuse for why people say he sometimes loses his train of thought. But, as I say, this uh, and other instances will be used by the right on politics in, in what is an increasingly uh, bitterly um, fought uh, presidential campaign that may uh, yet be 18 months away. It will be used against him. Uh, but uh, the top line um, from Ben LeBolt, his uh, uh, communications secretary, he's fine. There was a sandbag on stage while he was shaking hands. Okay, welcome to Standing Ground. I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Mojo Fiber Radio. It's about 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 on the West, with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. Now, for those of you who have uh, seen this footage, don't anyone in the news try to say, you know, he just had a little stumble and that he, he got himself up again. No, he didn't. He required assistance of three people to get him back up again, which would make sense. A man of his age, you want to be very, very careful. It kind of harkens back a little bit to the 
uh, the Hillary Clinton collapse thing and when the media tried to say, remember, oh, it was really hot outside and, and there, were, there were two reporters at MSNBC, two women that were saying, oh, I drank too much coffee today. I had enough of water. I thought I was going to pass out. And it was like a dry, crisp day in New York. The 9-11 thing when she collapsed into her Scooby car there, right? And they try to spin it as being no big deal. You cannot do that anymore with this man. You could have done it maybe a couple of years ago when he had a little a stumble here and there. But these are, one, we're going on one, two, three, four, five, maybe 10 or 11 instances where he has lost his footing. You remember the bike, the stairs in Japan, uh, the, the stairs on the airplane a few times. This is a clear problem. It's an indication that he is extremely frail and is somebody that really, really has no business running for president for a second turn. All right. Now, CNN, Jake Tapper. And it's interesting because Jake Tapper is somebody in recent months. I'm not saying that he is to look. I don't think that Jake Tapper is a bad guy. I, I, I just think he's a I, think, I just think he's a left. I don't think he's a good reporter. But recently he's begun to begin to show a little bit more journalistic integrity. That might be part of it. But the other part of it is I think that deep down Jake Tapper at CNN, like a lot of people in the liberal media, probably don't want Joe Biden running. Uh, it's too much of a risk, and they don't want her running either. And this is something that they want to, you know, put in the forefront to all of us, right? I mean, they cast they cast a wide net enough as it is, but to take this finite incident at the Air Force Academy and do this with it, which you're about to hear, is he had a commentator, Jake Tapper did, on the split box, and listen to what she had to say. Abby, there are a lot of uh, concerns among voters, Democrats uh, included, uh, about President Biden's age. Uh, and about his ability uh, to serve for six more years, five more years. Um, and then there was an incident today. We shouldn't make too big a deal out of it. We're told that he, he's not uh, hurt, but it certainly doesn't help. Uh, he fell. Uh, he tripped while uh, walking uh, during the Air Force uh, Academy commencement ceremony today. He tripped on something, either a sandbag or some sort of cable or something. Um, this this does come as he's facing growing scrutiny uh, about his age and uh, and wherewithal. Yeah, I mean, look, this is uh, not good. It's not anything that the White House or his campaign wants for two reasons. One, uh, the optics of it are absolutely bad. Uh, but secondly, I mean, in general, uh, it is not good for uh, uh, the, uh, the president, especially one of President Biden's age, to take a fall. Uh, falls are dangerous, actually, from a factual perspective. Stop right there. That's a great point. And the point she's making is, at least I don't want to, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I'm getting from it is this. At his age, a, a fall, a, a fall at his age, if he was to hit his head or a fracture or something like that, it could be lights out or seriously injured. And when when you when you watch that video, he is inches from his face hitting the floor. He caught himself, but that was what's known as a real close call to something very serious happening. All right, let's continue with the commentator at CNN. And so, look, this is not good news for the White House. They don't want to be dealing with this narrative. I've also been hearing from a lot of Republicans who are very eagerly eagerly sending around old clips of. Uh, you know, articles talking about when Trump uh, kind of tiptoed down uh, a, a slope 
and uh, seemed to be worried about falling in a situation and, and how that was interpreted by the media. Good point. Good point. Because do you remember when that happened with Donald Trump? We'll hear from Donald Trump here in a moment. But when Donald Trump was at the West Point, giving the commencement speech at West Point, and he went down the ramp that was wet and he had flat bottom shoes on. And for 20 minutes, 20 minutes on CNN with Allison Camerata, uh, Sanjay Gupta and others were on the air speculating that he was showing signs of Parkinson's. Now, it, once again, fairness to Jake Tapper, he's covering the story. This is not good. But no one's questioning whether, oh, he's got some type of neurological disorder. Because Donald Trump, yes, you know, he was watching a step. To my knowledge, Donald Trump has not fallen down or collapsed yet. I mean, that could happen. But I'm saying is that they are, they, they didn't, they didn't say, oh, look, you know, he just walked down a ramp and it was wet, whatever. They went right to the TV and went, hmm, it might be Parkinson's. All right, here we go. Let's continue with the uh, CNN commentary. I think the White House is now going to be dealing with something they've been dealing with, which is concerns about the president's age, but also Republicans in particular trying to uh, make this a contrast between Trump and Biden. And uh, that's not the conversation they want to have at all. So it, ha it happened. They'll have to deal with it. Uh, but but it's certainly not something I think the White House is particularly happy about, though they couldn't do anything yeah. about it. And of course, there could be a conspiracy theory that someone someone is planting things on the stage to make Biden fall, like someone put the sandbag there. Because when you look at the sandbag, the sandbag is off from the back of him, where it's really not supposed to be, on the stage on the left-hand side when he's walking across. You know what I'm talking about? The president going back and to his left. Shot from the front and right. Back and to the left. Back he falls and to back the left. Back and to the left. Back and to, to the, the left. left. Ha ha ha. Well, it is a Friday. Okay, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiber Radio with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com. I am here on Mojo Fiber Radio every day from Monday till Friday from 10 a.m. Uh, to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All my shows are backlogged on Speaker, Spotify, and Apple iTunes, and all the other platforms so you can listen to me at your leisure okay once again to reiterate and and i and i sincerely mean this and i know i i i play the music and i do bits that's just my personality that's my kind of program i do i spice it up a little bit but no yes yeah, sincerely i'm really glad that this guy's okay i mean that 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 was a bad fall but from a political aspect it's got the democrats well some of them are using it to their advantage too that's why a lot of them are starting to come out of the woodwork and thinking about running we've got robert kennedy jr and there's another one and then and Newsom's going to jump in at any point, and then Klobuchar's going to jump in at any point, because everybody knows this guy is just toast. And there, and she's a problem, too. Her her numbers, uh, Kamala Harris there, her numbers are the San Francisco treat. Her numbers are far lower than his are. Okay, so, you know, Donald Trump, on the other side, who's the Republican frontrunner, it's interesting because Donald Trump has been known to make fun of Joe Biden spacing out on stage. He actually did a pretty good Biden, <laughs> prompted a pretty good Biden impersonation of 
you know, he was doing this thing. He says, he's walking around and he's like, oh, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? But for some reason with this, he handled it far differently than you would expect him to handle it. And he was at a campaign rally and someone shouted out, Mr. President, I have the audio here. Biden just fell at the Air Force Academy. He, he, he fell during the ceremony. And this is how Trump reacted. But listen very carefully how Donald Trump is, how Donald Trump very carefully morphs it into, you know, what happened to him, that kind of thing. All right, here we go. President Trump, Biden just fell on stage. He just fell on what stage? He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. Okay, good answer. Good way to do it because, as I was saying to him, I got more of him in a moment, but I want to interject. I said to someone yesterday, you know, in the old days, whatever that was, the old days would be just even 10 years ago. You would never make light of any president candidates health issue or falling or anything like that donald trump changed all that and he went out and he would make fun of people for all sorts of things which is not right but i'm saying is he kind of i need the word break the mold because it's still not nice but in this particular situation he played it pretty carefully that he didn't go oh you know big surprise oh i'm sorry to hear that oh uh, he he he, he said, oh, no, I, I hope he's okay. But he very quickly, what did he do? He made it about him. Listen to this. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't, you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to tiptoe. It's like an ice cream. You know, it's a safe, because that was the best speech I think I've goes. ever made. Here he goes. Here he goes. And it was pouring rain, and it was horrible and cold and windy. And they have a ramp that was pure like an ice skating rink. And it was like 25 feet long. And i talking to the general, and he has boots on, you know, big combat boots, and they're rubber soles. And <laughs> I have nice God, leather boots. And uh, I say, you know what, General, get ready. If I grab you, you just get ready, because I got this stupid ramp that somebody put up, and uh, there's no stairs, right? And I said, so I tiptoed down, and I suffered for that. They never covered my speech. But everybody, the the smart people understood that. But uh, that's too bad. If you fell, it's too bad. Look, it's just... Yeah, the winds. Was the winds. Look, you know, we gotta we gotta just get this thing back on track. That, that's a that's a bad place to fall when you're making uh, I think it was yeah. the Air Force Academy, right? He's making that's not inspiring. All right, so right there in that final quote, he kind of gets his he gets his dig in there, you know, not particularly inspiring to see the president of the United States fall flat on his face at the Air Force Academy. Agreed. But it was an accident. He did not intend to do it. It's just becoming more and more frequent. All right, well, What this all boils down to at this point is that no one, including the media, can defend this thing anymore or say, oh, it's just an accident. I mean, for instance, they joked about the wind thing when he fell up the stairs. And I remember at the time, Mitch McConnell tweeted out, why can't you just say he lost his footing, lost his balance, and he tripped? Young people trip. Um, It happens all the time. Yet with him, it's be like, 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 you know, God, Jerry Ford, God rest his soul. Jerry Ford was alive today. He, 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 he'd be offering a Joe Biden a pardon. He, he, Jerry Ford had, well, he had a couple, but he had one real bad one. If you just go YouTube it, 
and he went like right down the stairs. Now, that's what I'm predicting is this is going to be one that's going to be like, I I think I described it a while back. And here here's how I kind of, let me, let me set up the Vista for you. I have an image of Joe Biden arriving at... Now, look, I know White House staff is very careful about how they set up these events, these venues. They got to make sure that the cords and everything are taped very tight to the ground. The staff worries when he walks and he does that little jog like he tries to act like he's 19 again and he does the little run. They get nervous when he does that and have probably tried to tell him, don't do that anymore because when you do that, that's when you lose your, you lose your footing. And, you know, you're not. 20 years old and you're not a jogger and you do not go on your Peloton for an hour a day. That's total bullshit. <laughs> um, but anyway, notwithstanding, the the image I have, I hope I'm wrong, but when it happens, mark the tape, I'll be able to say, okay, here it is. I have an image of Joe Biden coming out onto a stage at an event and it could be like creating jobs or something. And behind him is one of those big murals with the big, you know, Nice pictures, nice artwork. All presidents do it. All, you know, the advanced team goes out and they set up this nice big backdrop and everything like that. And out he comes and he just falls flat face. He knocks everything over. You hear like the microphone go like this, you know, and light lights fall and he smashes and you hear things break and that's it. Um, I, I mean... This, this to me, this this fall at the Air Force Academy is got to be the worst. I mean, thus far. And it's only going to get worse. All right, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiverr Radio. Guys, do me a favor. Help keep me on the air as well as the other fine programs on this fine network by simply going to www.mojofiverradio.com backslash shop. That is www.mojofiverradio.com backslash shop and get yourself some Mojo goodies today. Hats, cups, t-shirts, mugs, the Doc Thompson pillow with all his great advice, and you can help support the station at the same Time. Simply go check us out at www.mojo5radio.com backslash shop. That is www.mojo5radio.com backslash shop. Check it out. All right. In the next break, on the, in the B block, the a few things, okay? One is Joe, okay, Joe Biden, Joe Biden has officially announced his candidacy for the presidency for re-election. Yet was one thing he's not doing. He's not campaigning. And he has had no campaign events scheduled. He hasn't been out on the campaign trail. He has done nothing, really, okay? And the press secretary, okay, the first black, first gay, lesbian press secretary has come out and was asked about it. And I'll give you three guesses what she did. That's right. She ran to the Hatch Act. We've got that. Uh, Meet Casey DeSantis, possibly, quite plausibly, uh, our next first lady, lovely woman, that that we really we're just starting to get to know just really over the last couple of days things that I did not I was unaware of her about her and her life and her education her background very very interesting but anyway okay I got some comments about that Ron DeSantis was on the campaign trail he was in New Hampshire and also he got a bit snippy with some reporters and uh, KGP the first black first lesbian press secretary Binder Girl came out and lectured everybody how they need to pay their bills every month on time while trying to get student debt relief and all that, which now I believe has been deep sixed because part of the uh, debt ceiling thing has part of it is to get rid of the, to get rid of the student loan. 
abeyance. All right. So uh, all that coming up in the next break in the B block right here on Mojo 5 Radio. Be right back. That's too bad. If you fell, it's too bad. Look, it's just. Yeah, the winds. Yeah. It was the winds. Look, you know, we got we to gotta just get this thing back on track. Well, that's a that's a bad place to fall when you're making. Uh, I think it was yeah. the Air Force Academy, right? He's making. That's not inspiring. Yeah, well, Fred, the president was out on a bike ride with his wife, First Lady Jill Biden, and he went over to greet uh, the public and some members of the press, and he took a little bit of a spill off of his bike. Take a look at this video of that moment. First time as president, Joe Biden gave the graduation speech to the U.S. Air Force Academy's class of 2023. And just after all the graduates had received their diplomas, President Biden appeared to trip and fall as he's heading back to his seat on stage. Standing ground with Jeremy Leahy. He can kiss both sides of my ass. It's been more than a month since the re-election announcement. Is President Biden going to hold a campaign event ever? So I will say this to you, Peter, as Hat you checked. know, we, uh, we follow the rule of law here. We believe in following the rule of law as it relates. Hold on, as I'm it relates. You to weigh in on the I, I'm about just his schedule. I'm, You'll have to I'm, schedule around I'm, rallies. I'm, I'm about to answer your question here uh, as it relates to anything that uh, uh, that is connected to the campaign, any rallies, any events. Uh, any any endorsement, anything that is connected to the 2024 re-election that is not going to certainly come from here, that is going to come from his campaign or the DNC, and or the DNC. So you can't say if he will be campaigning for re-election? I, I, I'm just not going to comment from okay. here and then on, another, on 2024 re-election. Another story. The Hatch Act does exist. A bullshit, a bullshit, a bullshit. Okay, welcome back to the program. I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Mojo Fiber Radio with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. That was just a couple of days ago. Peter Ducey asking uh, the binder girl there if, sorry, are, what is his travel schedule? What are the campaign events that he's scheduling? scheduling? Where is he going to? Is he going to Iowa or whatever? Well, she says, I'm not commenting, and she always cites the Hatch Act and says, well, I can't talk about that. Yeah, you can. You, you can give a general idea of you know, where he's going, whatever. Well, outcomes razor, right? All parts being equal, the most practical explanation is the correct one. The reason she has nothing to say is because there are no campaign events scheduled. He can't do them. Why can he do them? Well, we saw that on full display at the Air Force Academy. So it's not a matter of her not being able to talk about it. There are no plans to campaign. 
If he's going to he's gonna try the basement thing and say, well, he got elected last time doing it. Well, I don't think that's going to work this time. I think sticking, staying in the basement, doing whatever, eating oatmeal, watching reruns of Murder, She Wrote, is not, is not going to do him any... He can't use COVID as an excuse. And he's got Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump out there, both very gifted campaigners out there on the trail. It's going to be hard. So there, there's cut number one from the press briefing room this past week. Number two was with John Kirby. And a reporter, very young, I mean, this kid looks like about 23 years old, asked a ballsy question. Now, if you listen carefully to the audio, you're going to hear off to the side, um, KGP go, oh, Jesus. Like he asked some terrible question. Listen to this. There was a Harvard-Harris poll this month that found that 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? President, the president, the president has spoken to this. Uh, the president has spoken to this, uh, and there's nothing to these claims. A bullshit, a bullshit, a bullshit, a bullshit. He's totally corrupt. He's totally corrupt. Ten for the big guy. He is totally corrupt, and we, we we've we've got it all. We've got it all. So to say that you know he's squeaky clean is just complete bullshit. As a matter of fact, even your host here, I never knew that Joe Biden was corrupt as he as he is or has been for many many years. Joe Biden, I'll say it. Joe Biden is a real corrupt dirtbag. If you ever did any research into the shit that he's pulled over the years and deals he's pulled and homes he's bought with ba banks have given him special deals. The guy, he's, he's, he's corrupt up the ass. So I, John Kirby, you know, God love Mike. I don't expect John Kirby to come out and say, yeah, the president's corrupt. I don't expect that. But he is totally, totally corrupt. But anyway... In that cut, Peter Ducey, the great Peter Ducey. It's interesting because Peter Ducey, oh, the left jumps all over him. They go, what about Jim Acosta? Well, Jim Acosta asks good questions. So does Peter Ducey. As a matter of fact, Jim Acosta, when he was there at the White House during Trump, was it, it, obnoxious. Peter Ducey is not obnoxious. He's direct and upfront, but he's not obnoxious. He doesn't scream and yell and act like a little pussy like uh, uh, Jim Acosta. Don't get me going on him. But anyway... Um, Peter Ducey was on with uh, The Five. He was on with Jesse Waters um, a few weeks ago, and I found this cut where he kind of, Peter Peter Ducey's very, Joe Biden's very host to him. He's been covering the White House for quite some time. And they had this back and forth regarding, you know, what's going on with the campaign, whatever. I thought this was really interesting. Let's ask White House correspondent Peter Ducey. You've covered this president the entire time. This is kind of strange, isn't it? It's very unusual, Jesse. And remember, when he announced there were all these polls that showed that voters, Democrats, independents, Republicans, all have uh, potential issues with his age. And so President Biden told anybody that was worried about voting for somebody who is 80 now, watch me. And so we have been watching him. It's our job. And there's just not much going on this week. I've got the schedule here. On Monday, there was a photo op with the Filipino uh, president on Wednesday, there was a photo op with some visiting military leaders. And then today, they posted a Twitter video. He popped in for a few seconds to an AI meeting 
that the vice president was hosting. He never even sat down. And that is it. That is historically in the four plus years that I've been with Biden. Uh, that is about as as little as we have seen him in a week. And remember, it's been nine days since he announced. Still no campaign kickoff, no campaign rallies, and there's very limited campaign staff. When he had COVID last summer, they even had us go to an auditorium here on campus for a virtual Q&A with him. And I was going through uh, in the hour since special report, nine days since the campaign, there have been lids called uh, three of the days, 2.30, 2.22, and 3.47. It's very early. Uh, people criticized President Biden a lot for being uh, allegedly in the basement last time, but it worked. And his opponent this time may be the same. Uh, so the strategy may be the same. Jesse? Well, let's see if he can get away with it. I'm sure it has nothing to do with Hunter Biden going to court to stiff his love child or the fact that a whistleblower at the <laughs> Department of Justice accused him of taking bribes. I'm sure it's unrelated. So keep pressing him, Peter. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with the love child. It has nothing to do with the laptop. Well, you know what? To me, it's sort of a potpourri of things, really. It's a crockpot. It's his health. His, his, he's, he's weak. He's mentally weak. He's physically weak. And he's got this shitstorm all around him. And it, it, they just don't want to put him out there. And there's old saying, you know, what he, what he doesn't say is probably the best thing. As Abraham Lincoln once noted, it's better to remain silent and be thought of as being a fool than to speak up and remove all doubt. Hmm. We've all known people like that in our lives, right? Okay, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiber Radio. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com, with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. Joe Biden still, as I'll say, the dirtbag that he is, even though I do feel bad for him. I know I'm all over the place here today because I, bl I believe he's being abused. But anyway, as a human being, I feel bad for him. But he is a dirtbag. Um, he is still yet to acknowledge this fifth granddaughter that he has. And this past week, he was doing a White House event. He was welcoming the, the college champion women's basketball or whatever. And this is what he had to say. At any rate, um, thank you all again for your for your patience for being here. Look, um, there's an awful lot, an awful lot to be proud of, and uh, and the way in which women's sports has come along is just incredible. Yeah, like uh, like men dressing up in women's bathing suits and competing against women. Yeah, it's sure it's come a long way, Joe. All right, continue. And you and you're changing the name, and it's not just in sports; it's across the board in every single thing. And uh, it's really neat to see since uh, I've got uh, four granddaughters. No, actually, you have you have five, five granddaughters. Yeah, your your son, your your son fathered a child with a stripper or former stripper, whatever. Um, seen pictures of her, lovely little lady. And not her fault that her mother's a stripper. Not her fault that it was the baby was conceived out of wedlock. It is your DNA, is your it is your flesh and blood. She is your granddaughter, and you are so low that you can't even acknowledge her, privately or publicly. We we had some pretty good athletes. I wasn't a bad athlete. My brothers weren't, but all the real athletes in this family are women. That's 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 the type of person that he is. What does that say about you? When he when he doesn't even acknowledge his own granddaughter, play it again. I've got uh, four granddaughters. 
She's only about two and a half years, maybe not even three years old right now. But at some point, she's going to figure all this out. She's going to figure out that her her grandfather was president of the United States and he never had the decency even to put a Christmas stocking up for her at the White House. What an a-hole. All right. Now for something completely different. Okay. Moving on, as you guys know, an agreement has been reached on the debt ceiling, and part of that is they the part of the deal is that this whole student loan payoff deal is null and void. Now, the Supreme Court took the case, and they're waiting to rule on it. Whether the Supreme Court is going to formally hand down a ruling on it now that the legislature has has abated it, I don't know how that works. Whether they put some provisional opinion or something, I don't know. You got me on that one, uh, but anyway. Listen Listen to Binder Girl, the first gay, first lesbian press secretary, African-American gay, queer, lesbian press secretary to walk backwards five times in one day after 6.30 in the evening, breaking down the barriers of gay, lesbian. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm doing like the I'm doing the uh, uh, Black Pride Month. You know, they come like we have. Uh, what is it? LG. What is this? Is this LGBT gay pride month that's being crammed down our throat? Same thing. OK, um, they just elected a first a, a, a gay president of Latvia. OK, congratulations. Latvia has a gay president. Well done. Okay. Well, anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to go off there on, on a tangent. But uh, here is uh, here here is Kareen, the press secretary. So think, think about this. They had a 24-month eviction moratorium, and they were trying to get the taxpayers to pay other people's student loan bills. Listen to what comes out of her mouth. If you buy a car, you are expected to pay the monthly payments. If you buy a home, you are expected to pay the mortgage every month. That is the expectation. That is the spending that you put forth or spending that you may have done before. And now you're paying it every month. That's right. That's right. And if you decide as an adult that you want to go to college and you don't have the money and you take out a loan and you sign on the dotted line, you've agreed to pay the money back. Absolutely correct. Listen, listen to her again. Listen to the hypocrisy of this. If you buy a car, you are expected to pay the monthly payments. If you buy a home, you are expected to pay the mortgage every month. That is the expectation. That is the spending that you put forth or spending that you may have done before, and now you're paying it every month. you got to admit, that is funny. Got to pay your bills on time, except for those student loans. We want the taxpayers to take care of that for you. There you go. All right, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo 5 Radio. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis hit the campaign trail. Uh, he got off to a rough start with the Twitter announcement, but I think that's kind of, I think that's fallen by the wayside right now. He's a very confident speaker. He's very intelligent. He speaks uh, wonderfully. Well, um, beside him is his wife, Casey DeSantis. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, both to Republicans and Democrats, first ladies or potential first ladies have no constitutional role. They don't serve in the cabinet. I believe that a federal judge years ago, I think, for a certain degree, do consider them to be public officials there's a line to be drawn when they're traveling abroad. They are representing the country, but they don't represent, or they're traveling anywhere. They they represent the country, but they don't represent the government. 
I remember, well, take a guess who wanted to. Hillary Clinton wanted to attend cabinet meetings and a federal judge went, no, you can't do that because they'd have to make them public. You are a private citizen. So in essence, the first lady is a it's a pub, it's public figure, but they don't have any 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 role. Who was who it? One of my producers said to me the other day, Joe Biden got up and said, uh, we here, you know, uh, Jill and I and Kamala and Doug, the team. Well, you know, they're not a team. Uh, Doug is Kamala Harris's husband. Uh, Dr. Jill is happens to be married to the president. They have no official role. I'm, it, it's not, you're going to say, well, you sound, it sounds kind of misogynistic. It has nothing to do with misogyny because I'm saying the same thing to Kamala Harris's husband. He has no role in the administration. That's not how it works. Whether you're a first lady, a first gentleman, or a second gentleman, you happen to be married to the individual who is in power. Well, it doesn't mean, really, right, it doesn't mean that having a good, grounded, solid one next to you uh, is unhelpful. We have had first ladies like Bess Truman or Melania Trump that really want nothing to do with it. Bess Truman, I think 80% of the times, stayed in independence, Missouri, as Harry Truman would say, Harry Truman from Missouri, she would stay in Missouri. Missouri because she couldn't stand Washington. She couldn't stand the Beltway. Um, there are a lot of first ladies just take a step back, like Melania Trump. She'd rather be in New York with her child and want to do her thing because they have no obligation. Well, like I said, just to revert back, it doesn't mean that a strong first lady, and I'll say it, yeah, it matters, um, looks, mm -hmm, uh, it is just a, it's a fact of life. It, it definitely helps. Well, this week we we're getting introduced to possibly, plausibly, our next first lady, Casey DeSantis. So in this report, um, say hello to Casey DeSantis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to First Coast Living. I'm Casey DeSantis. Long before she became the first lady of Florida, Casey DeSantis was a fixture in many Floridians' homes. She was an anchor and reporter for two Jacksonville, Florida TV stations. But she left it all behind to raise her children and help support her husband's run for governor of Florida. I was going to take a break from the show. Yeah. And I was going to be able to spend time with my family. Casey DeSantis was born in Ohio as Jill Casey Black. She's a golf enthusiast and equestrian who graduated with an economics degree from the College of Charleston in South Carolina. She first met Ron DeSantis on a golf range at the University of North Florida. So I kept looking over my shoulder because I wanted, you know, the bucket of balls that somebody had left. Ron's over there. And so he thinks I'm looking at him. Was there an attraction at all to him? Yeah, of course, he was cute. The couple married in September 2009 at the Walt Disney World Resort. In 2010, Casey worked as a host for the PGA Tour, appearing on the Golf Channel. A couple years later, Ron DeSantis was elected to Florida's 6th Congressional District, the start of his political career. Ever since, Casey has reportedly been part of a very tight inner circle, relying on her TV experience to advise her husband on media strategy and appear in campaign ads, including this memorable one from 2018. Build the wall. He's teaching Madison to talk. Make America great again. You want to know who Ron DeSantis really is. More recently, Casey recorded this campaign ad for her husband, focusing on how he helped her after her 2021 diagnosis with breast cancer. She's now cancer-free. He was there to pick me off of the ground when I literally could not stand. He was there to fight for me when I didn't have the strength to fight for myself. That is who Ron DeSantis is.
When she isn't busy with their three young children, Casey DeSantis can be found at her husband's side on the campaign trail. Ron, again, I want you to know is running for the right reasons, not because he wants to be somebody. It's because he wants to do great things. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, where the disaster relief fund she oversees brought in upwards of $50 million. All I can say is, you know, our hearts and our prayers are with so many people who are suffering, uh, which is why about 24 hours ago, uh, we launched the disaster relief fund. And of course, on election night this week, as he basked in the glow of his reelection victory, the governor shining a spotlight on his wife. And most important of all, thank you to the greatest first lady in all 50 states. For being a great wife, giving unwavering support, being a tremendous mother uh, to our three young children. She is remarkable. Yeah, so, so, so yesterday, that's a very good report because we really have not seen much of her. I know the poor woman was unwell. I don't know what kind of cancer she had, but she was um, she was treated successfully, and she's cancer free. Thank God, that's great news. And she's out on the on the campaign trail with him. She's a very bright woman. I was driving in my car yesterday, and I was listening to her give a speech. She was introducing him at an event, and she was just talking about family life, whatever. I'm not saying saying that you know the the wives on the campaign trail can be helpful to the cohesiveness of the identity of the candidate as it relates to family values and things like that. And I'm not trying to poo-poo her at all. I mean, she was a TV anchor. She's a professional. She's got a bachelor's degree in economics. She's no dummy. She's a very, very productive woman. But when it comes to the presidency and the politics, they don't really have any other involvement other than really helping with image. Um, I can point fingers and say, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I think Nancy Reagan was a pain in the ass. Um, I don't doubt that she loved her husband. It was a wonderful relationship. It was a beautiful love story, but she was a pain in the neck. Um, Michelle Obama was a pain in the ass. Uh, There's been a few. Hillary Clinton was a pain in the ass. Melania Trump, eh, she just kind of backed off. Barbara Bush backed off. Rosalind Carter backed off. I'm I'm not trying to, I'm not picking on any particular party, but I'm saying that overall. Now, when you think about Jill Biden, Dr. Jill, you know, when she when she came in, I remember one of her, there was a photo that was released by a White House photographer, and she was on Air Force One with a jacket of the presidential seal behind her on in, in his chair on Air Force One, and it says, Jill Biden, Jill Biden preparing for the G8 summit. What is the first lady doing preparing for the G8 summit? Probably writing up flashcards for Joe to like, you know, Who's this? Who's this? Uh, Boris Johnson. Good. Ding, 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 ding. Who's this? <laughs> I kind of think of the men, the women, and I think of like uh, Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd. This would this would be Jill Biden talking to uh, a Joe upstairs in the re- residence of the White House. People are reluctant to get married these days and looking at divorce statistics, who can blame them? But the lack of a piece of paper does not necessarily mean the lack of a total commitment. A woman in this modern day relationship may well give up all her own personal pursuits, as Michelle Marvin claims she did, to give her full support to her man's career. And Michelle Marvin is just asking that the courts recognize that reality. There's an old saying, behind every successful man there's a woman, a loving, giving, caring woman. But you wouldn't know about that because there's no old saying about what behind a miserable failure.
that's that's exactly what Joe Biden is. A miserable failure. Now, we can we can stand like you send me an email and you tell me where Joe Biden has done well. I, I will I will give I will give any president credit when credit is due. All right. I mean, there there are there are people that I know that are Trump haters that would actually say to me, well, I'm with them on that one or whatever. I, I, I am trying to find something that I'm with Joe Biden on. You know, other than saying, hey, hey, that's a nice tie or, <laughs> or, or I, I don't I, I don't I don't know. I'm just saying when it comes to policy and getting things done, this guy has been a complete and absolute effing train wreck. He has been a failure from beginning to end. And in closing the show out, you're saying, well, now we're approaching the general election as the it's 500 odd days away when you think about it. Right. And approaching the New Hampshire primary is Joe Biden's biggest mistake because now we've reached the point of ma- of we've reached critical mass and he can't turn around. If you remember Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton was president, but Bill Clinton was far more intelligent and younger and more educated, very intelligent guy. And B- Bill Clinton, the first couple of years, really prior to the second year, was really screwing up badly. But Bill Clinton, as much as I despise the dirtbag, he really pulled a rabbit out of a hat. I mean, it wasn't a piece of luck. He very cleverly turned it around. He knew what he needed to do to turn it around. The problem with Biden is they don't know what to do to turn it around. And to turn it around, even if they had the magic formula, Joe Biden is not the person to do it because he's not... He's not sharp as Bill Clinton was. Joe Biden, maybe 25 years ago, a 25-year-ago Joe Biden might be able to get out and hit the trail and be energetic and turn it around like Bill Clinton did. Joe Biden is incapable of doing it. And trying to send her out to turn around makes matters even worse because when she opens her mouth, (laughs) she screws up too. May we live in interesting times as someone once noted. All right. Well, as we approach the weekend, there's the 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 sun the Sunday talk shows are going to be pretty interesting because there's a lot to go on. Now, whether they're going to harp on this fall thing at, at 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 the Air Force Academy, it's not specifically the fall that they may focus on. The focus will be once again, is this guy up for it? And the answer is no. Because, yes, I will postulate and I will stand behind this that I think that the media wants Joe Biden out. And I think the media wants Kamala Harris out because they're sick of her blunders, too. Um, They want some fresh blood. High on the list for me, as left as he is, is Newsom. But what is the metric? The metric is who... Who in the pool that we have out there has the best chance of beating Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? Who, who's, who's the one that can really take care of, re- really, really reach out and get those independents to come over to their side and say, hey, don't go with Trump, don't go DeSantis. So um, there you have it. DeSantis is off to a, a running start. Here we go. Election season is pretty much now in full swing. And the president of the United States, who has announced that he's running for re-election, has not had one campaign event. Not one.
Not one rally, nothing. And it's simple to end the show by saying this. Why not? He can't. He can't. He can't do what Ron DeSantis does or what Donald Trump does. He can't do a four-state swing in one day. He cannot do it. But you could also ask Kamala Harris if she could. <laughs> that one might even be worse. All right, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo 5 Radio. Guys, have a safe and happy weekend. And I will talk to you right here on Mojo 5 Radio this coming Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So long. And coming off two days of barnstorming through Iowa, Ron DeSantis today is in New Hampshire, and he got a little testy. The Florida governor snapped this morning when a reporter questioned his willingness to field voters' questions. Governor, how come you're not taking questions from voters? Stop no, coming up to me, talk to me. What are you talking about? I'm not here working with people. Are you, are you blind? What? Are you blind? I'm not blind. Okay, so people are coming up to me, talking to me, whatever they want to talk to me about. Standing Ground has been a production of Leahy Media. Today is today. And yesterday was today yesterday. Tomorrow will be today tomorrow. <laughs> so live today. So the future today will be as the past today as it is tomorrow. Are these new green buses going to keep their signature yellow color? These are going to remain yellow school buses because <laughs> who doesn't love a yellow school bus? They will remain <laughs> yellow, but their heart will be green. <laughs>